Hi, I'm Sophie Luxton, and this is Holding the Fire of Motherhood. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Holding the Fire of Motherhood. And I am your hostess and host, Sophie Luxton. So welcome. Okay, today I wanted to talk about time. Time, really about time management, because when it comes down to it, you know, we love talking about ideas and we love talking philosophy. And uh, we could go there and we could do that. And also we want to get shit done. We want to figure out time. I think time management is especially challenging for mothers because, and actually any caretakers, because it's so easy for our time to be designated to everybody else. And in order for us to have time that we clearly set and honor as time for ourselves, we have to have some pretty good skills and some ways to do that. And I think along with time management is the ability to be, to get very good at prioritizing, prioritizing what, what gets done when, and prioritizing what is the most important things that we do during the day. So I'm going to share some ideas that I have about how we feel about time and how we approach time and how I've, I have approached time and felt about it. I'm going to share three ways that I have used to find more time to do the stuff that I want to do. And I'm going to share five things that, that have helped me with the concept of time around getting shit done during the day. So let's get started. Okay. So I think if you wanted to do this as a fun exercise, I recommend taking, I bet five minutes would do it. Sit down with a pen and a paper, put, um, put the timer on for five minutes and just write down all the ideas that you have about time, all the thoughts, all the fears, all the assumptions, all of the beliefs that you have about time. So here are some of mine. Uh, time is not my friend. Time is against me. Time goes too fast. There is never enough time. I'll never have enough time. There'll never be time for that. It's too late. Um, my time is not my own. Um, time is too hard. I can't control time. Uh, time stresses me out. That's what I got so far. I'm sure there's lots more. This is just, just, you know, put yourself on the hot seat. What are the beliefs that you have about time? And what I realized when I did this exercise was actually I have a lot of negative beliefs about time, especially when it comes to time being in my control. And I know that nothing is in my control. And I know that it has been beneficial for me to reframe some ideas about time. Also 
feel, find some ways that I feel like I have, I am more in charge of time. Not controlling time, that doesn't really work, but perhaps in charge of time. Okay. So here are the three ways that I use to find more time. And when I say more time, what I mean is I want to do something um, that might be start a creative project, work on my business, study something. Uh, I have perhaps I'm doing a 100 day challenge on something or a 30 day challenge. And all of a sudden I need to find another hour and a half or two hours during the day to do it. So here are the three ways you can take the time. You can lap time and you can find time. Sorry, make time, find time and um, use time. That third one is not is not quite right. Let me see if I can figure out what that word was that I've used before. The easiest way, easy, easy, easiest way to, to find time is to do what you want to do while you're doing something else. This is kind of like the layering of time. So activities that are really good to layer are driving, washing dishes, folding laundry, Kind of those monotonous things that you don't, you know, your life will be okay if you don't, um, if you don't spend that time being in the present moment and fully aware of washing your dishes, I, I think will be okay. So that you could use too. This is what I've done in the past. Um, I've used that to listen to a podcast. I've used that to listen to audio during a challenge that I'm doing, driving in the car, washing dishes, listening to a podcast, um, going for a walk. At the beginning of COVID, I used to go for walks and listen to Tony Robbins, who I'd never listened to before because, you know, I was kind of down. I was a bit down on the whole positivity thing. And then, and then I really needed it because um, I figured negativity wasn't really working for me. So, um, yeah, all of those, mon those automatic monotonous activities that you can do and also be fully engaged in something else at the same time, more or less, please be safe while you're driving, you know, um, so you can use that time, layer something on that you, that will fill you up or inspire you or challenge you or help you keep a commitment to something that you want to do. So that's the easiest time to find time to do something that you want. Boom. The second, the second way is to find time, to take it from something else. So this is when you're spending time on something that isn't filling your cup in the way that you desire. And you're going to take time from one thing and put it to another. So now we're not layering or actually we're shifting time around from one activity to another. So here's the kicker for me. Most of the stuff that I take time from is the stuff that I think of as the numbing out time, 
the reward time. So for me, big TV thing. I'm not huge on social media, but I am huge on TV. When I want to numb out, all I want to do is watch maybe five hours of TV. And um, I guess right now, I probably find maybe half an hour or an hour at the end of every day to watch TV. And this is what I love to do. This is at about four o'clock. Um, I'm thinking I can't wait until this day is over and I just get to sit in front of the TV. <laughs> and now I've shared all my little, all my little, all the things, all the dirty laundry. Um, sometimes it's not at four, sometimes it's at noon that I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait to sit down and watch Queen of the South, which I just finished, so that's a bit sad. So that can be sometimes painful um, because those are the things that we do to numb out and those are the things that we do to reward ourselves for a big day, to have a break. It's such a mental break, especially if you've been going all day just to sit down in front of TV and chill out. So, I mean, you could take the whole period. You could say, I actually usually spend an hour on social media and then an hour watching TV. Um, that's two hours and I'm going to take that entire time and I'm going to finally start doing that course online. Incredible. Up to you. I would also invite you to say, hmm, I actually really still enjoy social media and watching TV and I, it does matter as a reward at the end of the day. So actually what I'm going to do, I'm just going to take half, half an hour away from one of those and I'm going to, um, write that blog post. I'm going to edit the photos. I'm going to um, plan the trip. I am going to write whatever it is. I'm going to paint. I'm going to draw. I'm going to work on my thing. So taking time. So we've, we can layer time. We can take time from one activity to another. And then we can make time. This is when, it's so funny, I don't know, I think it was pretty recently, probably within the last two years, that I realized that I could wake up early and make time that wasn't there before. I think before I wasn't ready, there is a certain time when that's not possible um, if you have kids because you're just too sleep deprived and it probably would counteract a lot of the things that you need to do, which is just sleep. So I think for me, it wasn't, it didn't feel possible for a while. And now um, I have changed my mind about it. A, because, because everybody has been home literally almost for a year, um, all the time, I have had no way to make time except for waking up early. Now some people also stay up late. That does not work for me. I am not a late, I am not a late baby. I don't have the mental energy. I don't have the creativity. I just don't want to. I don't desire to do it and I find it very hard to work from a place where I have nothing to give. So staying up late at night is an option and you will know whether that's for you or not. Finding time is waking up earlier. 
It is waking up earlier and finding that half an hour, that hour, that hour and a half before everybody else wakes up to do your thing. What I love about waking up early is um, there's something about it that sets my day up with me in the driver's seat. When I don't wake up early, and I don't always wake up early, if I haven't slept well, or if I just think, ah, oh, tomorrow morning I'm not gonna wake up, I'm gonna sleep in. I feel, I feel like indulging in extra sleep. Um, I do that. So this is, this is not about being fanatical about it. And I find that the mornings that I sleep in and that I wake up with the rest of the family, because I haven't had that time to, to do some things that are just about me, I haven't had time to um, set my day, see my day through my eyes, through my desires, through my perspectives, I can get thrown off by everyone else. I can get thrown off by other people's bad moods. I can get thrown off because all of a sudden the day has started, I don't have my to-do list, I don't know what I'm doing today, really. I haven't done anything yet. I It feels messy to me, and I still do it sometimes. So, um, that works for me, and uh, you could start with just waking up half an hour early. Knowing that, here's the thing, knowing that there will always be mornings when somebody wakes up and messes with your groove, and you're thinking, oh, I'll wake up at 6.30 because absolutely nobody wakes up it's until 7 or 7.30. I'm good. And then you wake up at 6.30 and then a kid wakes up at 6.45 and you're like, oh my, you know? So that happens. What can we do? You could try just half an hour. Here are the things that I do that help me wake up. I have a fun song on my alarm. Right now I'm listening to a Kylie Minogue song from her new album. It's so disco-y and fun. It's called Magic. So that's the song that wakes me up. I make coffee. That's a big thing for me. Even though I only drink about two coffees every morning, that cup of coffee, it helps me wake up. So I have the coffee machine set up and ready to go. Boom. And I make sure that I know where my clothes are. I'm getting up in the dark. For some reason, I just want to have my clothes there right beside my bed. And I just pick them up and I go downstairs. And here's another thing that I do. I always go outside kind of within the first 30 minutes of waking up. And for me going outside, especially now it's super cold, so it, wake, it helps to wake me up. I also say, good morning, morning. And for me, there's something about being outside, even though currently where I'm living, I go outside on my front deck and all I see are houses and cars and construction. Still, there's a fresh air, there's a tree, and it connects me to something. So that's super important for me to have a to have time outside. Okay. So our three ways of finding time. We're gonna layer time. We're gonna do something while we're doing something else. We're gonna take time from one activity to another, not all of it, just some of it, and then we're gonna make time early in the morning or later at night to do our to do our things. Okay, so these are the two 
things that I have found really valuable in prioritizing. And I'm very good at prioritizing and I'm actually very good at time management. I'm not sure why I am because there's a part of me that actually loves, I would say that I'm this kind of wild spirit, um, lone wolf maverick who is totally controlling about her to-do lists and time. Does that make sense? That's me. I'm very good at time management I'm um, and very good at prioritizing. So I've been thinking, how do I do prioritizing? What can I share? I just have two things for today and maybe I'll have more later. I always prioritize the stuff that I want to do for myself, which means that when I get up in the morning and I do my to-do list, I always put on the stuff that I'm going to do for myself. That might be, uh, I'm going to take my protein and my green shake today. I'm going to do my rehab exercises. I'm going to work out today and I'm going to tune into that video recording at 1 PM. So I always, always prioritize the stuff that I want to do that helps me through the day. I prioritize it by putting it on the list and I also put a time beside it. So for example, right now I'm doing the class and they have live streaming every day. So I can choose a particular class that I want to do during the day. I will put that class with the time on my to-do list. Now here's the thing about to-do lists. They don't always work. They are more to-do lists for me are the dream and I'm also learning ways to design them so it's more and more likely that I will get most things done on the list. And then here's what happens. Something comes along that is completely unexpected and the to-do list goes out the window and that's okay and that's what happens and we start again the next day. So I prioritize the stuff that I want to do. In fact, I build my schedule around the stuff that I want to do. So that means I plug in all my stuff first and then I add in other stuff. And then I have a really good sense of what task can be done when. Sorry, a cup of coffee, early morning podcast. And what task requires what? So here's Here's what I started noticing. Say I'm going to write an email. And for me, writing an email requires focus, quiet, and time. I'm standing in the kitchen. There are dishes everywhere. The one place that I actually really like to be organized and clean is my kitchen. The other stuff, I don't really care about too much. Dishes everywhere. Um, need to write the email. Kids are coming home from school in an hour. Well, they're not coming home from school. I'm going to pick them up because that's the age, age that we're at right now. My default used to be always that I would wash the dishes, which is, which was so dumb. I realized because my default was focused towards fulfilling the requirements of the domestic, the domestic uh, mother. So I was looking at what is my job here? Well, my job feels like it, it 
is encompasses the kitchen area and the kitchen area is messy so that's my first inclination to fulfill the roles of of housewife and uh, when I realized that that was my default my default was to fill the roles of housewife not to fulfill the roles of my own desires and my intentions I was like that is messed up I don't want to do that anymore and so I started to think when else can I do the dishes and when can I do the email? Okay, so here's the sitch. I know that I need time, quiet, and focus for the email. Soon as the kids get home from school, I will not have that. Do I need time, focus, and quiet to do the dishes? No. Awesome. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do all the stuff that I need time, quiet, and focus for before the kids get home. All the stuff that doesn't require that, if I'm doing dinner that night, that would be food prep, doing the dishes. I wait until the kids are home because that just makes way more sense. So what needs what? Here's another example. Um, I want to have a nap and I want to watch this video on doing a webinar, for example. Okay. So say the kids are home. I can only nap, say I'm alone with the kids at home. Okay. I can nap if they're watching TV, but I only want them watching TV for, you know, I don't want them watching TV all day, ideally. Although there's many times when they have watched tons of TV. So this is not a judgment space. This is just a sharing space. So I might say, okay, I'm going to save the kids TV time until I want to have a nap, which is great. And then I am going to let them play. I'm going to put on my AirPods and I'm going to listen to that call while they're doing something else. Because I, I, I know in order to have a nap, I need to know that they're engaged, otherwise I'm gonna be worried about what they're doing. So it's almost like fitting together, being becoming very in tune to what task needs what environment, when that environment is available, and then what you can what you can do at different times. This took me a long time to get. So I would say almost the first step is when you're doing things with your time. Are you aware of when a default is kicking in that you haven't chosen? And now that you know that it's a default, you might choose differently. So are you looking at your day of tasks and being led by the impulse, the, the default of I must be in service of others all during the day my most important roles are are of mother and housewife. And is that how you're prioritizing your time? And this is the thing with awareness. Awareness is the first step because then you get to recognize that there is a moment where you can make a choice. And you might choose exactly the same thing, which is awesome. You might choose, yes, that is actually in this moment for today, or for this month, or for this time period, or for this life, I do choose that. Great. And 
you might also choose something differently. So, so becoming aware of what we're basing our priorities on is really important. Okay. Finally, three things that I do that help me, hmm, yeah, help me deal with the, the entity that is time. Number one, I always leave buffers of time. Always leave buffers of time. There's probably a deep psychological reason for this. I don't know what it is. Uh, you can let me know if you know. So for example, um, today I am going to drop off some donation boxes because I am moving. And I know how long it takes me to drive there and back. I could do the calculations. It's half an hour there, half an hour back, 15 minutes. So that's about an hour and 15 minutes, great. What I will do is I will assume that that activity will take me two hours. Because here's what happens when I buffer. When I don't buffer, I will say, oh, that will take me an hour and 15 minutes. Therefore, within the afternoon, I actually have four available hours. So because that only takes an hour and 15 minutes, I will also have time to do this and this and this. I build up a to-do list based on, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm trying to do with time, um, twist it, warp it, braid it, but it's just not, it's not reality. And so I'm setting myself up for failure. And at the end of the day, to look at a to-do list where I had 20 things on it that were so obviously not gonna happen, um, and having three of them get done, that doesn't feel very good, right? So I always buffer time. And um, it also means, here's what it also means. Oh, so this is, I have two hours to do this and now I have some extra time because yeah, everything went according to plan and it only took an hour and 15 minutes. But now I can go to that Greek bakery and get a few yummy things because I have some extra time, right? Then I have some time for adventure. I have some time for breathing. I'm going to add in another one here that I that I um, didn't have on my list, but I want to mention. When my kids go to school, <laughs> isn't that funny to say? When my kids go to school, if my kids go to school, when my kids used to go to school, I would leave an hour before pickup time. Every single day, I would not work for that hour because I knew that I needed one hour buffer before they got home. Maybe I would read. Maybe I would have a cup of coffee have a cup of coffee. I would have a bath. I would chill out. I tried my best not to do anything in that hour because it was a buffer for me. I needed that buffer of an hour to, to ready myself for their energy coming home and to also say goodbye to my own time, which I had had during the day. Back in the day, I had time during the day. Great. Okay. Number two. Um, one thing that I have started to do recently is to really see time on a day-to-day -day measure. I was finding that I was looking at time in big chunks, which was just stressing me out because it felt like I was not doing enough. And in particular, I'm talking about my career and work aspirations right now. So I, I would look at, say, a month, and I haven't done any of this, and I, um, I haven't done enough of this, and I've only done this, and I felt it really overwhelming and a bit negative. So now what I do is I really look 
at every day as a place to get stuff done. So if every day I get one thing done towards my dreams, that's awesome. And I just measure it day by day instead of week or month or year, which did not work for me. Number three, I already talked about this in prioritizing. I block off my classes. So I actually block off all the scheduled stuff and I block off my stuff, the stuff that I want to do. And quite often I build my day around what I want to do. These are all the things that I want to do today. What extra spaces then do I have for other stuff? Because other stuff does need to get done, right? Um, number four, uh, I this is kind of related to the buffer. I always overestimate the amount of time it will take to do things. The reason I do that is because it allows me to cut down on the number of things that I put on my to-do list. So again, I don't end up at the end of the day, I've had 15 things on my to-do list and again, I haven't done half of them. It's just, it's just a cruel thing to do to ourselves. I would rather have a to-do list that had five things on it and I get three of them done than a to-do list that had 20 things on of it and I get 10 things done. Psychologically, I love to see a to-do list at the end of the day where most or everything has gotten done. And I would say, do I get ever get everything done? Hmm, I would say it's pretty rare that I get everything done. And I would say that most of the time I get most things done on my list. So that's how I do it. So I just cut down on the number of things on my list. I just do it. And I prioritize what is the most important thing that needs to get done today. And that is about what has a deadline. What um, am I excited about? What is an anchor task that a lot of other tasks grow from. So I have to do that one, etc. Number five, I use my timer like crazy. Here's what I mean. Uh, I use my timer for my kids all the time. As in, all right, in 20 minutes, we're going up to brush our teeth. Set the timer 20 minutes. It's probably damaging them in some way, to be honest. Um, at this time, we will watch, watch a movie, set the timer. Uh, so this is say on the stove timer in our house. And then on my iPhone, the timers that I'm setting are, I'm going to work on this task for 25 minutes. I like to have really, for kind of a wild child, as I said before, I like to have really clear containers of what's happening. So if I'm going to work on something for 25 minutes, I can really focus and I feel good and strong for the 25 minutes. I put a timer on for packing right now. I'm going to pack for 45 minutes. I put the timer on. What that does for me is, is it, it breaks up an activity so I can then make a choice on how to move forward. So if I don't have a timer, I might sit downstairs and think that I have quote all the time in the world to work on the email. I get distracted. An hour has gone by. I actually now need to move on to something else. And I haven't even finished that email because I haven't had a sense of urgency. So a sense of urgency and focus works for me. Or I have other things to do on my list besides packing, but I don't put a timer on. So I just keep on packing. And the awesome news is that 
I got maybe seven boxes packed. The, the sacrifice is that I didn't work out today, right? Because time got away from me. So I use my timer like crazy. Okay, so this has been fun. I feel like this could have been a really long one. I'm thinking of lots of other things, but I think it's a good start. Recap, three ways to find more time. You can layer time, you can take time, and you can find time. How I work prioritizing is quite often I build a whole day around what I want to do, so I plug in all my stuff first, and then I fit in other stuff. And I prioritize by knowing what task we needs what, what environment and being really aware of when my priorities are being driven by my um, default of, of fulfilling roles of mother or housewife. Five things I do to be friends with time. I leave big buffers of time. I look at time as a day-to-day -day thing. What, I have, what have I accomplished today? I block off time for classes or things that I'm listening to specifically with time on my list, book it off. I cut down on the number of things that I have on my to-do list majorly, majorly, so I can feel successful at the end of the day. And I use my timer like crazy because it helps me. Okay, time. Um, in charge, not controlling, perhaps more in charge of time is what I'm talking about. As always, love to hear from you. You can email me at sophie at sophieluxon.com. You can leave a voice message for me on the podcast. Thank you for your attention, your ears, your heart, your brain. I so appreciate you coming into the space with me and I will see you next week.